Hello and welcome into Empire Sports Talk. This is Max O'Neill alongside Cam Fody. We're back. We haven't been here in a while. The last time I think that we recorded the podcast, it was with Cam actually when we were doing an NFL preview. So Cam will definitely come back on at the end of football season. It's right in the middle point now to uh, see what we got right and what we got wrong. But that's an episode for a future date. What we have right now is college football is on the docket. The conference championship games were yesterday. And as a result of the final college football playoff rankings were released today. Um, A few teams don't have coaches that are not in the college football playoff, but that have ball games. And so all that and more, we're going to jump right into it right now. And so we're going to look right now, Cam, at all of the conference championship games, at least the big ones. I don't know if you really want to talk about the MAC um, conference. MAC action. Action is always fun. Uh, <laughs> but um, so Notre Dame, as everybody on the podcast, I believe, knows, um, needed a lot of luck to get in, and they got the first bit of luck in the first game, but then the rest – of the games did not go Notre Dame's way. And so they are out of the conference championship game, or excuse me, out yeah. of the football playoff. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing was like, you needed two losses, right? You needed um, obviously a loss from uh, one of the top four teams. And I think, unfortunately, Georgia was the one loss maybe that, that you weren't looking for. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Oklahoma state too. And, you know, they did lose. So. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. I was going into the day saying, if one of Alabama, uh, Michigan, or Cincinnati can lose, then Notre Dame comes in with the four, and that's all that. Like Notre Dame only needs one of those three teams to lose, and all of those three teams won. Yeah, I was, I was, in convincing fashion as well. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, the, the Oklahoma State game was was awesome. The ending to that game was was great. But um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, I didn't think Alabama was going to pull it off, um, but uh, I mean, they somehow did, and and well, it worked out for them now. Yes, I I was hoping that they wouldn't because I think you know a college football playoff of um, Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame would have been a great change of pace from the Georgia, Alabama, Clemson college football playoff. And then, you know, the fourth random team, whatever college football playoffs yeah. that we've seen, you know, every year, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, that's why, I mean, I'm, again, I'm a Michigan fan. So I'll let everybody know that first. So there may be a little bias here and there, but I, um, it's not so much that I was hoping Michigan would be number one or just even, I mean, obviously in the top four, but you're right. I think having, you know, there's always going to be an sec team in there. Right. Yeah. Um, So to have four different teams from four different conferences, whether Oklahoma state made it in or Notre Dame would have been fun to see rather than now two sec teams that, you know, may end up playing each other in, in a national championship for, another year i'm hoping obviously you know with what i just said that um 
you know, that Michigan and Cincinnati win. And so, cause I think a Michigan Cincinnati title game would be actually a very entertaining game. And I think the two teams match up with each other very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know who would win that game, but I definitely think it would be more entertaining than um, uh, Georgia um, Alabama game again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I mean, just jumping into it, I, I don't see any way how Cincinnati beats Alabama. Um, you don't think they could pull so, off the upset? No, I don't. I think um, uh, I think Ritter's their only – I don't want to say only because, you know, to go 12-0, and 0, it takes obviously, you know, more than one offensive player and a full defense. But um, I think Ritter at their quarterback just makes them, an, you know, that 12 and 0 team, but I don't see how, I mean, Cincinnati has not played a team like Alabama. I mean, they had, they played Notre Dame earlier in the year, but unfortunately, um, you know, Alabama is a different, different beast when it comes to uh, any of the teams Cincinnati has played. Yes. I mean, I'm looking up the Cincinnati schedule right now. The best teams that they've played this season have been, let's see. I mean, you know, they have a game against Indiana, right? If you want to talk about a, a Big Ten, but team. Indiana had felt like Indiana had such yeah. high expectations after last year, and then they didn't do anything this year. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think the Houston game. I think Houston's pretty good. Houston's always pretty good. But again, if you know, if you if your two best games are Notre Dame and Houston, um, you know, and now you're in your first. Um, I mean, I don't, I, this has got to be Cincinnati's first New Year's six game in a long time, if ever. Um, and now you got to face the number one team in the country being Alabama. That's, uh, you know, that that's going to be a, it'll be a fun game for them, but I, I don't see how they pull, pull off an upset. Yeah. Um, so I looked it up. Let's see Cincinnati Bearcats. Um hope to change their history in new year's six balls let's see um they played last year in the um peach bowl uh i don't remember how they did to be honest let's look let's see um I think they got smacked. Um, as of December 20th, 2020, this article says that playing the Peach Bowl against Georgia. But um, so they're 0 in 3 all time in college in um, New Year's six games. So, yeah. They, um, I know back in, in, uh, I guess this was oh, – I'm trying to think. No, we were looking at 2021, right? January 2021. They didn't play last year. They yeah. lost 24 to 21 last year to Georgia, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, they, and they've been good, but I just – again, like I said, I don't, I don't see in any any way that they beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, uh, I unfortunately believe that you are correct on that. Um 
Yeah. And so what are the other kind of conference championship games that you were watching yesterday and that were surprised by or yeah. Well, I think the big four were obviously the big 12, um, you know, the American athletic, the SEC, the big 10, um, the, you know, Oklahoma state losing the big 12. I think, I personally think that really hurts the big 12 because it would have been nice to see a big 12 team in the college football playoff outside of Oklahoma. But again, you know, I don't think Baylor has any problem with, <laughs> with that. Um, yes. And then, you know, the big 10 conference championship, I think was huge. And I think that the fact that Michigan was able to beat Ohio state um, and then had to go and beat, you know, a ranked Iowa team again, who I think um, just showed up and struggled. I mean, I watched the game and, and uh, Petrus or the, the Iowa quarterback was just, he's he could not seem to connect with a receiver um yeah granted i think michigan has the you know pound for pound the best two edge rushers in the country um you think so that Hutchinson definitely helps a little bit one of the best i think aiden hutchinson is going to be a top three pick in the draft and i think david ajobo's uh a secret weapon for michigan because i think you're so focused on aiden hutchinson that i think David Ajobo can come around and, and just make things happen too. I, I think they have the best two edge rushers in the country. And that's an unbiased opinion that I truly believe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Aiden, I was watching that game and that was the first time I saw uh, Michigan play all year, to be honest. And uh, Aiden Hutchinson was um, you know, a beast. And to see his family there after he beat his dad's record um, was cool to see. Yeah. I mean, he had a monster game too against Ohio state, you know, broke the, the sacks record, the season sacks record. I think he's got, I want to say he has 14 now. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just, I was, I was telling my dad when we were watching the Ohio state Michigan game that he was just, it's like every play that he made, he was just making himself money. Um, yeah. you know, before that game, he was predicted to be a, you know, a high first round pick and to go in against Ohio state and do that. Um, I mean, he just made himself some good, some good money during that, um, that game. Yes. Um, and, you know, I also was paying attention a little bit um, to uh, the Oregon game. I was covering a game last Friday um, up at Harold the Newman Arena here in, in Jamestown, North Dakota. Um, but I saw that they were just getting boat raced, and that surprised me. Yeah, I, Oregon. Oregon to me is a tough team to figure out. I mean, they have obviously the early season win against Ohio State, but again, I never think the Pac-12 is overly strong. I think Utah is good, um, but at the same time, I. Uh, it's I, I yeah it, it, it baffles me a little bit because I didn't think Utah was that good and I thought Oregon was pretty good um but um I mean hey good win for Utah and they're gonna have a fun fun Rose Bowl against uh Ohio State yeah um and just really quickly I looked it up um I looked up a mock draft um from from Pro Football Network and uh 
They have Aiden Hutchinson going number two to the Texans. Um, only yep. behind Who's... Avon Thibodeau. Yep. That's who I was going to. Th- yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Kyle Hamilton, actually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw, I think well, I saw one, and this was before Ohio State, where he was going um, three, and it might have been, you know, uh, Todd McShay or, or Mel Kuyper Jr., one of those those fun back and forths that they do. I saw he was going three, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was super excited for the the big 10 game, just because I know Michigan's defense has played super well recently. And, you know, Iowa has a great defense, but their offense struggles a little bit. So that was a fun game to, to watch, especially as a Michigan fan. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and, but um, no, I'm going to say, um, but aside from the the conference championships, uh, give me your thoughts on the rankings. Because um, I know, I, especially as a Notre Dame fan, it's a little. Uh, it must be tough for you, but um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on the rankings and what you agree with or disagree with. I once I was you know once I saw um, Cincinnati and. Alabama out to commanding leads in their conference championship games yesterday. I think I even texted you that, you know, the dream is dead of Notre Dame yeah. trying to squeak in there and, you know, this crazy story, they lose their head coach and they go win a championship, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, whatever, it's over. Let's just win a good, you know, a new year six game. Um, and I think Cincinnati's being disrespected a little bit. I would have flipped Georgia and Cincinnati as the three, four, but I know that we've spoke, but the actual four, um, and in that order, I mean, I texted you, you know, this morning before the, they were revealed that that's what it was going to be. Um, I think anybody, you know, who has watched college football this season said that's what it was going to be. Um, you know, using, using, you know, the mountain of evidence um, that was presented to the viewing public through games. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think that Cincinnati is being disrespected a little bit and I would have moved them up to three as a 12 and 0 conference champion um, and dropped Georgia to four um, for the sole reason that they got smacked in their conference championship game. Yeah, I, I totally see the argument for Georgia being four and moving Cincinnati up. Um, And I think the committee had, I think, you know, five, six, seven, I think everything beyond the the back four were, were the front four were good. Um, Like I'd agree with that, but I think just specifically for the rankings, and again, I don't, I don't, this is definitely not a Michigan bias, but I just think the way Michigan beat Iowa, um, you know, a, a top 20 Iowa team, um, especially the way Alabama's played recently, Matt, they should have lost to Auburn. I think Auburn lost that game. Alabama did win the game. I agree. If that guy stands, stays in bounds, regardless of yeah. Alabama winning Georgia's, you know, Alabama yep. doesn't make it. Yeah, and then I, I compare the, you know, Michigan's loss against Michigan State, you know, ranked Michigan State team in a game they should have won. Um, you know, a couple, it was a bad call. Um, and But Alabama Michigan also blew a 10-point lead. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. But I also think, I mean, the Alabama game against Texas A&M, right? Granted, it was a last-second field goal. But I just think that if you compare the losses and you compare the, you know, the last couple of games, um, you know, Alabama against Auburn, Michigan against Ohio State, I think Michigan should be number one. But, again, I totally understand how Alabama's won with, you know, knocking off the number one team. I personally would have gone Michigan – uh, Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati. Um, but I'm also a believer that the committee does not want Alabama and Georgia to play themselves, um, you know, in the, in a semifinal game like this, especially back to back. But why do you again, think that is though? Do you think that's SEC bias or do you think that's like, why do you think? I think, I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's true. Obviously, I, I, I totally I mean, I totally get the rankings now, um, but I think it would have been tough to have Alabama and Georgia play themselves again, especially with uh, a Michigan Cincinnati game that uh, is kind of a kind of a funky game. I don't know how to explain it um, like two teams you just never would think would have played each other. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think to have a, a game repeated back to back like that is tough. And, you know, I mean, you can't control those things, but um, I'd have been curious to see, um, you know, if it wasn't Alabama, right. If it was, uh, I don't know, let's just say Mississippi state would have beaten Clemson. Right. You know, what would have happened? Um or something yeah. like that would, would Michigan have moved to one and, and, you know, maybe just because Alabama was three, I think if Alabama was like four or five, maybe it'd be a little different, but you know, who knows? I'm yeah. just a little uh, sour that Michigan's not number one playing Cincinnati. Cause not that Georgia scares me, but uh, I would have much rather have played Cincinnati. If we were speaking honestly in an alternate universe um, where, you know, Notre Dame gets the luck um, that they need to, that they needed to, to get into the college football playoff. I would be sitting here spouting off about how none of the teams scare me, that Georgia doesn't scare me. I mean, you know, um, Cincinnati doesn't scare me. I genuinely think that if Notre Dame had gotten in this year and um, I think they would have won it all. Michigan doesn't scare me. Like I think Michigan's offensive line, Excuse me. I think Notre Dame's offensive line could have handled Michigan. I think a rematch against Cincinnati would have been really entertaining because you, you, nobody knows what can happen in a rematch. But whatever, that's a you know that's just a hypothetical. Um, Notre I mean, Dame is not in the college football playoff this year. I think Notre Dame. I mean, I say it every year, right? Notre Dame hurts themselves with the schedule, and I know it's not necessarily on them, right? It's just you know what they have, but just simply by looking at like a Notre Dame schedule, I mean, they don't really like, look, Cincinnati was really good this year. So it's, it's great that they were good. Um, but you're, you're playing, you know, relatively mediocre teams, right? I mean, you know, Wisconsin, Purdue, UNC, like all, all teams that are good and have a couple really good wins, but also just kind of have some bad losses that hurt. Um, you know, Florida State, right? That, that was a great game too to to start the year. But you know, Florida State was okay. Virginia was okay. 
Stanford beat Oregon, but Stanford was nothing special. Um, so I think the fact that Notre Dame was able to be at five anyways, um, I, I didn't see any way that they were going to get into the playoff unless, you know, obviously like we talked about earlier, the two losses. Um, I just think Michigan with their wins, right? Obviously Georgia, the way they played Alabama and I mean, you know, Cincinnati too. Um, but I just, I mean, there's no way that Notre Dame would have popped above Cincinnati, especially with the head to head. I agree with that. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's like Pete Sampson who writes for the, uh, athletic about Notre Dame, the Notre Dame beat writer. Um, he said that the people that he was speaking to said um, that regardless of if Notre Dame was in a conference championship game, um, and let's say they had beaten Wake or Pitt in the ACC championship game, they still would have finished at five. And I think that that is because Notre Dame's schedule this year, and I don't think that it's Notre Dame's fault necessarily. It wasn't – a you know, suffered as a result of other teams not doing what they needed to do. Florida State before the year, you know, was supposed to be a pretty good team. The expectations were decently high for Florida State. They fell off, you know, and Notre Dame's only ranked win this year was um, in, you know, was, or excuse me, the only team that finished in the top 10 that they play this year was Cincinnati, and they lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at, their schedule and I mean, Purdue was in the top 25 at one point. Wisconsin was in the top 25 at one point. Virginia Tech was ranked. Obviously, Cincinnati, UNC was ranked. I'm pretty sure Virginia was ranked at some point. So they played good teams, but that's all they played, right? They don't have that, that win that the committee can look at like any of the other teams and be like, wow, that was, you know, they're a, 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 really good football team this year and i think they are but there's just nothing on paper that says hey we should put them in so and you're right unfortunately it's not you know not necessarily their fault but um i think you know yeah i think like next year if notre dame is still i would be absolutely shocked if notre dame next year is dealing with this same issue of being left out because their strength of schedule isn't good enough because they open up next year with Ohio state in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Then they have two home games against Marshall and Cal. So, I mean, those should be wins, um, you know, and then they go to UNC, which especially with that Sam Howell, that will probably be a win. They play BYU in Vegas. Then they host Stanford. They host UNLV. They host Clemson again. Um, so, you know, they play Navy in Baltimore. They go out to play Lincoln Riley and USC and sprinkled somewhere in there is BC and Syracuse. So, you know, a schedule that includes, you know, Clemson, USC and Ohio state, I believe it would be tough to, um, say doesn't have the strength of schedule. If all of those teams you know, live up to the expectations. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Lincoln Riley at USC. And USC just 
I don't know what's going on out there, but um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a, I think even alone, just opening up with Ohio state is, is big. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Cincinnati and Cincinnati is good this year. They could have easily had, you know, two losses, right. It's, you know, they're obviously not in, in, a, you know, power five conference, but um, you need a team like Ohio state or, you know, Michigan, they played the one year, someone that you know is going to be in the top 10, top five, right? You know, in the playoff, just so you have that on the schedule. I wonder if after this season, um, Cincinnati tries to move into the, you know, the, I don't know, the Big Ten or the AC, or, you know, one of the Power Five conferences that's geographically yeah. accurate to them. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what this does for recruiting, right? Like one year you had UCF that was really good, right? In the American. And, you know, you have teams every now and then that are good like that, but it just, you know, you don't know if it's a one-off year or what. So um, I, I think, think moving, I think sorry. moving conferences would be great. Right. Um, I mean, the fact that you have, you know, Northwestern and Maryland and Rutgers and big 10, right. And you, you know, Cincinnati's outside. Um, or even Notre Dame, right? For that, for that fact, um, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. I think. I mean, I I really hope uh, Notre Dame joins a conference very soon. I think it'll I be better for football. I agree. I think Notre Dame should join a conference. And I saw a um, take interestingly that Notre Dame would almost be forced to join a conference if college football keeps moving in the direction that it keeps move, looking like it's moving into with super conferences. If it's like, yeah, you know, the American league and the national league or the, you know, NFC, the AFC or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's, you know, like the way that it is. And, you know, the country split in half like that where, you know, all these teams and all those, you know, the East Coast, West, whatever, I think then obviously Notre Dame is forced to join the conference. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so, uh, so give me your predictions then for the, uh, for the college football playoff. Um, my gut feeling is telling me, and, you know, my brain is telling me um, that we uh it's alabama georgia in the national championship game um and alabama wins my enjoyment of football um would be increased by a michigan cincinnati national championship game and just because i don't like michigan cincinnati winning would be entertaining yeah yeah no i mean i i I it's I it's so hard to bet against uh, Alabama and Georgia. Um, I I feel less confident with Michigan advancing because they're playing Georgia. Um, I know like I know Alabama's beat up a little bit, um, so I you know maybe Cincinnati pulls off an upset. I still think Alabama's too good. Um, I think the Michigan Georgia game is going to be one of the best bowl games we've seen in a long time. You think um, so? 
Yeah, I think they're – I mean, you know, Georgia's got a top defense, right? Michigan's got a top defense. Um, Georgia's offense is super good. I mean, I that was the first time last night that I really sat down and watched Georgia play. And their tight end, Brock Bowers, is unbelievable. For, a, I mean, for a freshman alone, um, I mean, he caught everything. Um, obviously, Bennett, their quarterback, is super good. Um, they just have a great all-around team, and I think Michigan is riding some huge momentum right now. So I worry that, you know, with the game being a couple weeks away, that I might die. But, um, I mean, Hassan Haskins has seven touchdowns in the last two games. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Obviously, their defense has played unbelievable to hold Ohio State back and only give up three points to Iowa. So I think that's going to be a great game to watch. Um, my heart says Michigan. My my brain says Georgia, and my gut is indecisive. So <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I would, like you said, I would love to see a Michigan-Cincinnati game. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think you're much more likely to see an Alabama. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I would hope Alabama, Georgia or Alabama, Michigan. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and I looked it up um, in case you're wondering, um, Georgia and Michigan have played twice um, before and split the matchups. The first time they played it was in 1957. Um Michigan won 26 to nothing. And the next time that they played was in 1965 and Georgia won 15 to seven. So it's been a while since the two teams have played. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, that'll be, it's a, that'll be a fun matchup. Two good fan bases. Um, plus the thing, you know, it, it may hurt that it's down in Miami. I think you'll get a lot of Georgia folks. Um, you but, think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they'll, they'll travel well and um, to go down to hard rock stadium um, they're gonna they're gonna show up and and be loud, especially with the last loss, because I think they know they'll get Alabama and are looking for a little revenge. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it'll be it'll be a fun game. Yeah, it'll be. I think you know, I hope um, that Alabama doesn't just completely embarrass Cincinnati. That yeah, would I would love to see that to be a really big game. Yes, uh, that would be anticlimactic, I think, if Georgia, if Alabama just completely yeah. ran all over Cincinnati. Yep, which I think very well might happen. But I, I saw a quote from Nick Saban. You know, they're, they are a little bit beat up. And unfortunately, I think they think John Mechie has a torn ACL. I saw that, um, yeah. So, you know, obviously – you know, it's unfortunate for him in Alabama, but um, that doesn't mean Alabama's offense is going to slow down. Yeah. Um, and so now we're going to look at the New Year's Six um, days um, ball games. Um, the four New Year's Six or uh, – yeah, the four near six games, sorry, um, are Michigan State, Pittsburgh, and the Peach Bowl, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and the Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Utah, in the Rose Bowl, and Baylor, Ole Miss, in the uh, Sugar Bowl. Um, 
which of those matchups do you think will produce the best uh, football? So I, I think the, I'm really excited to watch Michigan Pittsburgh just because I think that they're two, you know, evenly matched teams. Um, I, uh, Baylor Ole Miss will be great. Um, I wish, or I, I wish, I hope Baylor's quarterback is healthy. Um, but, uh, I think Matt Corral is going to, you know, end his career at Ole Miss with a win. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with the Ohio state Utah game. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think that, uh, you know, I kind of wish not to say I would want Oregon to win. Right. Cause I don't necessarily like repeats. I like new games. Um, but I, I personally think Ohio State will roll over Utah in that game. Um, and I think the Notre Dame-Oklahoma State game is interesting. Uh, the reason why I like that so much is because, uh, you know, if Oklahoma State would have won their game and, and been the four seed, right, and, and potentially knocked Cincinnati out, um, Notre Dame was kind of right behind them. So that'll be a fun game to see. Um you know, if Cincinnati wasn't necessarily going to be in, um, you know, who would have taken over? So I think they're, I think they're really good games this year. Um, I really like the offenses in a lot of them, um, especially Pitt, uh, Ohio State, obviously, and Ole Miss. Um, but um, yeah, I, th- I think there'll be some, I, I, I like the bowl games this year. Uh, an interesting note, actually, this will be the first time that uh, Notre Dame and Oklahoma State ever play each other. Yeah, that's a, that's a that is an interesting game. I mean, that's that's what I think is great about this year. There are there are a lot of interesting games. The Baylor Ole Miss game, you know, it is what it is. But Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, you don't see that often. Yeah. Michigan State hit Ohio State, Utah. Like they're just there's some cool games and, you know. And obviously the, the best bowls there are, right? The Rose Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, Sugar Bowl. I saw an interesting thing, actually, on the um, Baylor-Oklahoma State game yesterday um, that the Baylor quarterback, um, Blake Shapin, um, <laughs> was actually a very highly ranked um, shortstop um, recruit. Interesting coming out of high school you know he had a play yesterday on fourth down they were going for it and he just threw the ball out of bounds and it kind of shifted the momentum that seemed like ohio state kind of or ohio state oklahoma state took over and it it was a little nerve-wracking to see that from a quarterback on that stage granted he's young um that was only a second start but uh it was it kind of caught me off guard um, to see that, but um, yeah, according to, cool fact. according to his bio on Baylor's uh, website, he's going to play both sports at Baylor. Um, he was the number four ranked baseball player in Louisiana and number one ranked shortstop prospect in Louisiana. Oh, wow. So that's interesting. I wish I was that athletic. Me too, buddy. <laughs> You at least could have played D1 baseball. I mean, yeah. Oh, I still remember that story about uh, see that you told me once about seeing um, 
the Red Sox now is um, Schwarber at Indiana. Yeah. Um, he was a man. He was a man among boys. Yeah. Um, I think the Peach Bowl at Michigan State and Pittsburgh is going to be interesting. Uh, I really wanted to play Pittsburgh um, or Michigan State in the Fiesta Bowl because I think that Notre Dame could have smacked the crap out of either of those teams. Um, I think Baylor all miss will be a pretty good game. I think Notre Dame, Oklahoma state will be a good game. And I think that Notre Dame is going to win. I think that I was looking it up and I can't really find much on this, um, for coaches that this is going to be potentially three, if not four of the coaches that have moved around the country, um, this season, the that their first game at the helm of a new program will be a bowl game because Marcus free. I think they're one of like, I know I was watching a um, video from Dan Patrick and he said that the um, Michigan basketball head coach in 1989 took over right before the tournament. I don't know why. Um, and that like, I think that might be the only one in um, sports, but uh that would be interesting to see, like you know, UC, uh, USC is in a bowl game this year. LSU is in a bowl game. They're not in good, you know, great bowl games, um, certainly. Um, or they're, you know, um, but they are in bowl games, and so it'll. And you know, of course, um, you have um, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame in a New Year's Six game. You know, his first ever game as a head coach is the Fiesta Bowl. So I think it'll be interesting to see how, you know, he does as a coach um, and how, you know, the other coaches um, do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think Notre Dame will win. I think I love that video of, of, uh, um, of him coming out of the, you know, after they were, they were done working out, their strength coach introduced him as the new coach. And it was, I thought that was great. And I think Notre Dame's going to have a little chip on their shoulder. Right. Um, I think they're pretty sure they, Oh yeah, I agree. I think they feel like they, you know, I don't know if they feel like they should be in the college football playoff, but I feel like they have no doubt they they would have done well. Um, you know, I think Brian Kelly leaving them where they are right now for LSU is like you said, I think it pissed them off a little bit. So I'm really excited to see Notre Dame play Oklahoma State. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I think Notre Dame now is kind of the definition of that meme of the guy looking at the girl passing. Uh, (laughs) I think that's Brian Kelly, and the girlfriend is Notre Dame. Like, you're with us, but you're also, like, on your way out, like, what the hell? Like, I think that pissed Notre Dame off, um, that, you know, the player is off. And I think they're ready to say, you know, well, screw us, screw you, buddy. You know. Yeah. I think it's interesting with Oklahoma because Oklahoma, I think the whole quarterback issue this year with Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, and now obviously Spencer Rattler's transferring. Yeah. um, I think they've just been kind of, you know, not on the downslope because they had a good year, right? I mean, they're 10 and two, right? They're playing Oregon. Um, Who also don't have a coach actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I, 
it's it's interesting with all the the movement and um changes that have happened recently before all the the bowl games and you know look when when lsu and usc come knocking it's hard to say no to them especially Um, when they're giving them you know as much as uh you know they're giving them yeah exactly but you know to leave oklahoma and notre dame right that's no easy thing um especially when you're in a bowl game so yeah i uh I personally would love to see um, both Oklahoma and uh, and Notre Dame win their bowl games and see LSU and, and USC lose. I agree. Uh, I think that'd be kind of funny. I, 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 I mean, I think it very well, um, you know, could happen, but, um, you know, actually, no, I'm sorry. USC is not in a bowl game. Or LSU. Uh, uh, is- LSU. LSU. I'd like to see LSU lose to Kansas, Kansas State, State, which I think could very well happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but more importantly, would like to see a, a Notre Dame win. And, you know, as much as I'm going to regret it, an Oklahoma win, I, I'm not a huge Oklahoma fan, but uh, yeah, Uber sooner. I think it would be certainly very entertaining. And I think that the storylines just to go back to the playoff for a minute, if Notre Dame had got in, I think the storylines would have been really entertaining if Notre Dame had managed to win it all, to say you left us because you couldn't win it all, and then we won it all without you. So, yeah. you know, yep. fuck you. I'm I'm really interested to see the, the Frisco Bowl with San Diego State and um, Texas San Antonio, UTSA, just because they had two really good years and um, – San Diego, State. San Diego State got blown out in um, in their conference championship, but that'll be a fun game. Just you know, two two teams with, with eleven plus wins. Um, plus, I think all the games too, where teams are six and six, right? Uh, Old Dominion Tulsa is going to be a fun one, right? You're fighting to go above five hundred. Miami, yeah, North Texas. Um, I mean, even you know Memphis, Hawaii, right? Hawaii is six and seven, so. Um, I didn't even realize. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say it'll be it'll be fun to see games like that, um, where teams are uh, you know fighting to not only win a bowl game but be above five hundred. Yeah, um, I didn't even realize that the Raging Cajuns are twelve and one this year. They're playing in the New Orleans Bowl on December eighteenth against a seven and five Marshall. Yeah, they had a great season. Um, yeah, I think. Um, you know, to look at some of the lesser games, um, I think on 11-2 and two Houston taking on Auburn uh, in a virtual home game for Auburn on December 28th in the Birmingham Bowl could be pretty entertaining. Auburn. Yep, that's one I was looking at too. Almost upset of Alabama, um, you know, could be pretty entertaining. Um, here's one that I don't know if you're looking at. Um Virginia six and six Virginia um, against eight and four SMU um, uh, on December 29th um, at Fenway in the Fenway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think seeing a football SM- game, first of all, at Fenway would be entertaining because, you know, that's mm-hmm. a cool stadium. But sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to agree. I, th- I think that's a cool, uh, cool game. I thought you were going to point out. Clemson, Iowa State um, in the Cheez-It Bowl, which is funny to me. 
that, Orlando. Yeah, that's <laughs> two teams, honestly, that I didn't expect to be in a you know lesser bowl game like this. Yeah. Especially yeah. with you know the yep. success that they've had um over the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a game that I think um, you know, would obviously always like to see Clemson lose. And I think Iowa State has, you know one of if not the top running back in the country right in Brees hall yeah so you know that'll be a that'll be a really fun game you're right especially for a lesser bowl um but you know clemson has a chance obviously to win another bowl and have another double digit win season so we'll see um i'm losing because you know we've yeah. had so much success yeah. in recent years yeah absolutely and um you know sorry go ahead no, as I say, just I mean, the, the one other one that I'm I'm really interested to see is Penn State Arkansas. You know, it's a yeah. Big Ten SEC matchup, right? It's on January first, the Outback Bowl. So, uh, two teams that um, you know played some good games, but just could not quite get over the hump. Um, Penn State, you know, especially it just seems like they uh, they couldn't win the games that that they needed, um, you know, Arkansas, on the other hand, played Alabama really closely, right. Um, you know, beat LSU by three, right. Another bowl team. Um, but just got demolished by Georgia, um, lost to Ole Miss by one, right. In a huge scoring game. So they just could not quite get the wins that they needed to, you know, give them, a. uh, a better bowl, I guess I should say, even though they are playing, you know, January 1st against Penn State. The Penn State game that they played earlier this season against Illinois is still one of the craziest games I've ever seen in mind. Like I've ever, I didn't watch it because yeah. I was covering a Jimmy's uh, University of Jamestown uh, football game. But the Illinois beating Penn State 20 to 18 um, in nine overtimes is just crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, my uh, my dad said he was watching that game, and they just kept going back and forth up and down the field because they have to – you know, you switch, right, after every overtime, yeah. and they just weren't scoring. Um, or when they did, the other team would score. So they'd both be down on one end zone, and then go on the other one, and then just were walking back and forth. Yeah. Um, and the quarterback in that game, the quarterback for Illinois, Art, Arthur Sitowski, um, has – or Archer um, has the uh, what I believe is the single craziest football stat line that will ever exist. It would be hard to top it, certainly. In nine overtimes, so that's two games plus yep. an extra quarter of football. We <laughs> only had thirty-eight passing yards. Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing that, um, and was was almost confused uh watching that's hard watching yeah it um it was quite interesting to to see that um but yeah i i think that arkansas penn state game is interesting because i think it's two teams that kind of like if i remember right hosted game day like they had they were playing well at points for a few weeks in this season and then it just kind of fell apart at, yeah yep absolutely and to bring it back too to the uh, the Illinois Penn State game, um, you know Illinois had Chase Brown rush for two hundred and twenty three yards, 
And then John McRae rushed for 142 yards. So just an absurd amount of rushing versus yeah. the uh, the lack of passing. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, the passing yards in that game is still the craziest I've ever seen um, yeah. in terms of Absolutely. lack of yards. Um, yep. All right, so give me. Uh, I'm gonna run down. Give me your uh, your predictions for the game. So we'll start. Uh, we'll start on the 30th. Michigan, Pittsburgh. Uh, give me Michigan. Or Michigan State. I meant. Excuse Michigan. me. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah. Michigan State. Yeah. All right, I'll take Pittsburgh. I think Kenny Pickett and his fake slide are uh, are gonna win, even no. though I I I don't agree with uh, with that fake slide, but. Uh, I think Pitt's going to win. I think Michigan State has struggled. I think they're they're kind of beat up. So I'll take Pittsburgh. Um, like Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. State. Uh, oh, go mean, ahead. I like Michigan State. I think they're a good team. I think that um, the I like their head coach, and you know they've played really well this season. Um, they kind of um, you know struggled recently to um they lost that game to ohio state i believe a few weeks ago and that kind of derailed their season a little bit got blown out um but i like michigan state in this game uh in the fiesta bowl notre dame oklahoma state why don't you go first because we all know what my answer is going to be yeah man i think i mean i just from watching oklahoma state before i mean they looked terrible against baylor um, they, I, I mean, if they play like they did against Baylor, Notre Dame will beat them 35, nothing. Um, so I just think that their offense really struggled. And I think with the time off, they're going to struggle. So I think Notre Dame's defense is going to take care of that. So I'll take Notre Dame, but I think it's going to be like a 17, 14 game. Uh, that'll be interesting to watch. I think Notre Dame wins that game. Big. I think both teams, Oklahoma State and Baylor, were trying to lose that game a little bit. Um, Baylor's kicker was missing field goals. Oklahoma State was throwing a bunch of picks. Like neither team played very well in that game, um, and that's why it went down to the last, you know, play of the game. Um, I think Notre Dame wins this game easy. I'm going to say 45 to 10. Notre Dame wins. Okay. Um, I think a pissed off Notre Dame is a you know, much better Notre Dame team right now. Um, and the defense has been just lights out over the last few weeks for Notre Dame. Um, All right, so Ohio State, Utah. Give me a dot the I with the Ohio State University in this game. Yeah, I, I think their offense is too good for Utah. And I don't think Utah's faced a team like Ohio State. So I, I'd agree. I think Ohio State wins this one, you know, 42 to to. 13 or something i think ohio state will uh will be walking away with a rose bowl win yeah um and in the final new year six game uh baylor versus Ole miss um give me baylor honestly hot take of the day maybe i'm crazy maybe history will prove me wrong on this fact but i don't think matt corral is that good of a quarterback wow okay I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I think Ole Miss wins this one big. I think Lane Kiffin, uh, you know, with his the money that that Ole Miss is paying him now, um, I think they have a good one. I think Matt Corral goes out and throws for 400 yards and three touchdowns and rushes for one. I think he has a, a stellar game um, and ups his draft stock a little bit. 
that's ballsy, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. I lo- I think um, that, you know, I like the storylines of the last few years of Baylor sort of rebuilding the program after the whole rape stuff, blah, blah, blah. Matt Roll comes in, makes them good, leaves for the Panthers. He might be coming back any day now, but that's a discussion for a different day. And then Dave Aranda comes in and, you know, um, is good for them this season. Um, mm-hmm. you know, good head coach for them. I'm all yeah. about storylines. I'm too much storyline. I saw that he was like homeless or something like that, Dave Aranda. So I'm rooting for them at one point, not now. Um, yeah. And so we're going to move on here really quickly to – there's a lot of, as we've spoken about a few times already here on this podcast, there's been a lot of movement. I don't think it's good that there has been this much movement while the teams are still playing, but you know, Lincoln Riley left, got the bag at USC. And so he left Oklahoma in the middle of the night, basically Brian Kelly said, I'm out to Notre Dame and left for LSU when he got the bag. And now he's faking a Southern accent. Um, yeah, but, I saw that. <laughs> um, which is very weird. As a result of Brian Kelly leaving, Notre Dame has promoted Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, who all of the players love, all of the recruits love, um, and we're campaigning for on social media to head coach. And Mario Cristobal today um, is rumored to be leaving Oregon for the U. Um, and, you know, Rhett Lashley is now going to SMU. And so which coach um, do you move that's moving? Uh, you know, Brent Venables, the DC at Oklahoma is leaving for the Oklahoma head coaching job, or excuse me, at Clemson is leaving for the Oklahoma head coaching job. And so which coach do you think is going to have the most success with their new team? I think compared to where they are this year, I think Lincoln Riley, just because I think UC, USC was so bad. But yeah. I think he'll bring some recruits over and they'll have a better year. I think in maybe two to three years, they're going to be really good. But just simply from next year, I think Marcus Freeman will because he's he's from, you know, he's an internal hire, right? Like you said, the players love him. Um, and I think that they're going to be going out. And I think deep down, Marcus Freeman understands that the players are probably hurt and pissed off that, that Brian Kelly just, you know, got up and left very quickly. And I think he'll use that um you know, to their, their benefit. And um, I, I think Notre Dame will have the same, if not more success this uh, next year than they did this year. And, you know, I, I don't know how USC or LSU or Miami are going to, um, I don't know how they're going to do worse next year, but um, you know, I, I, I'll be, you know, super curious to see if um, Oklahoma hires Venable and I, I don't, I think that'll be an interesting hire, um, you know, hiring a defensive guy, a good defensive coach, especially with, a, you know, what has traditionally been a high-powered offense in Oklahoma and especially just being in the Big 12. So I don't know if that's the right hire, but it'll be an interesting one. But I just think solely from where the teams are, I think Notre Dame is set up for the most success. I agree with that because I think that, um, as you said, you know, I think it'll take time. The other programs like you know USC um, and to a certain extent LSU are in a 
sort of a rebuild mode where Notre Dame is in like if you think about it like in you know in professional sports there's sort of what people like to refer to as a title window Mm -hmm. um I think Notre Dame is fully in that title window right now like I think that Jack Swarbrick the athletic director at Notre Dame um said it properly in that when they were hiring Brian Kelly Notre Dame was coming off bad seasons they had you know, Tyrone Willingham, and then they had Charlie Weiss, and, you know, they weren't doing anything. They were looking to rebuild a program. Now Notre Dame has made the college football playoff, you know, two of the last four years. They're playing a New Year's Six games. You know, they're doing all this kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, Marcus Freeman has recruited the number five class in the country for next year and the number two class in the country for the 2023 and so I agree with you. I think that Marcus Freeman will have the buy-in. I think there's things he's going to struggle with, obviously. He's never been a head coach before. I think certain organizational things, certain timeout usage, th- things like that, there's going to be growing pains. Whereas, you know, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly know what to do with that. They've been head coaches for a while, that kind of stuff. But I think I have a question for you, Cam. Um. How much do you think it shows what the assistants think of Brian Kelly that none of them left with him? Notre Dame retained Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator. They obviously promoted Marcus Freeman. They kept the strength coach. They kept the running backs coach, you know, the defensive line coach, blah, blah, blah. Wait, what was it? What was the question? How do you think that it shows what the assisting coaches think of Brian Kelly that none of them left to Notre Dame with him to go to LSU? I think I'm sure you saw the video of Brian Kelly, right? Announcing it. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm always a romantic about sports. So I think when you have a a guy leave like that, it, it almost shows who they are. Um, especially being there for 11 years and doing what he did with Notre Dame. Um, I think the assistant coaches were hurt too. Cause I think they, I didn't think they saw it coming either. Um, I think they understand it a little bit more than the players do, but um, yeah, I think there's going to be a, a much bigger bond now with Ohio or Ohio state with, with Notre Dame um, and the assistant coaches and the players. And I think it's going to be a dangerous one. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it shows how. I think it shows more how strongly the assistant coaches like Notre Dame and like coaching there, um, rather than you know Brian Kelly as a as a head coach. Yeah, um, I saw the. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting um, to watch the Kyle Hamilton, who we spoke about a little bit earlier, the Notre Dame, you know safety that's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft him and some of his teammates I don't know if you've seen this um have a podcast together and then so they've been working really hard um recently to do this to work on uh you know to churn content out as you know their immediate reactions and their reactions were interesting they of course are not going to say you know anti-Brian Kelly things he's the one that recruited them he's the one that you know brought them to the position that they're at right now where they're, you know, going to try to win a new year's six game. You know, that doesn't happen without him. 
Um, you know, that he's won all these games over the last few years with them. But I think that they were they were expressing a little bit their hurt and their excitement about playing for Marcus Freeman. They were bringing up some of the things about him that they like the, you know, um, he said one thing I remember uh, that they said that stuck out to me was in summer workouts this past summer ahead of this season. Um, they said um, that he that a play happened and a Notre Dame offensive player ran for a touchdown, whatever, I think it was Kyron Williams or something. That doesn't really matter to the story all that much. Um, but, and so he was really pissed at the defense. What the hell are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And um, Marcus Freeman said to his defense, good, I'm glad he's mad at us. That means he has high expectations for us and that he yeah. knows we can do well. Um, and you know, gold, they talked about gold points, um, which is something that he, that Marcus Freeman instituted with the defense, um, this season, um, and brought and broke those down into an analytical, um, sort of, um, perspective in that what they described gold points as is you get rewards at the end of the season the person with the most gold points on the defense gets gear and stuff and you get gold points for interceptions and sacks and pass breakups and you know things like that um yeah yeah i i mean i again like i said earlier too i think it's just it's keeping the culture alive there right because the culture is not just the head coach right the culture is the players, the assistant coaches, the trainers and everything. So I think keeping them as much as that, as much of that core as you can is, um, is huge. Yeah. Um, and did you see the video of uh, Tommy Reese announcing that he was staying to the team? No, I did not. He, I'm uh, sure they, uh, I'm sure they like that. Yes. He uh, actually, you'll, you'll find this to be fairly entertaining, I believe. Um, and certainly the uh, if you are a Scrooge um, at the moment, certainly the uh, listeners might find it entertaining. One of my first ever um, Facebook profile pictures was uh, Tommy Reese as the quarterback of the University of Notre Dame. Uh, um, and so, you know, it's kind of entertaining now to see him really rise coming back and rising up the rank, you know, the ranks um, to being one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. Certainly. Um, and so in the video, he took, you know, the this typical page out of um, the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, I'm not fucking leaving. I love it here. This is my home. You know, this is where I went to school. This is where I played. You know, I love it here. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. So the players. Yeah. Are about that. I like him at quarterback. I think he's a great, a great leader, let alone a, a good quarterback. Yes. No, I'm, that's, uh, that does it. I mean, I think, you know, I wish there were more, uh, there were bigger bowl games. How about Florida, Florida UCF, Florida six and six. I would have thought they would have had a better year. Um, yeah. That's why they I got think, a new head coach now too. Billy Napier. Yeah. How yeah. do you think he's going to go there? Yeah. Firing Dan Mullen. I, I don't know. It's uh, I know he struggled recently. Um, you know, he'll get a, 
he'll get a good gig soon. Um, if not, he'll become an analyst for two years and then go, <laughs> go back yeah. into coaching. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I like the Northern Illinois coastal game. I think that's going to be a, a cool game. Um, especially Northern Illinois going winless last year and coastal being a, you know, a pretty good team. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think other than that, there's really no, no other games that, that stick out. I think we probably covered most of them. Yeah. Um, how about Barstool hosting a, uh, a bowl this year, central Michigan, Boise state. So have weird their, uh, game to host, but whatever it is. Yeah. Out in, out in Tucson, central Michigan's going to travel to Tucson <laughs> December 31st, but, uh, I'm not a Arizona big fan bowl. of Barstool, but, um, I think that'll be interesting. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. They'll definitely run it, uh, in an interesting way. So, but no, that's all, uh, that's all I get. Go blue. Hopefully Michigan pulls off a, a win. I'll, I'll be interested to see the line of that game. See if Michigan's favorite or I'm what's sure the Georgia initial line. I don't know. I, I bet Georgia will be three and a half point favorites, two and a half point favorites. Let's see. Draft oh. line. Georgia's seven point favorites. Seven. Wow. And the opening line. Wow. Alabama. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Do you think that's they a lot win? of points? But... Alabama's 13 and a half point favorites over Cincinnati. All right. Well, that I understand. Um, I feel bad. I keep beating up Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a good team. I just don't think that they... I don't see in any world how they beat Ohio State. Or God, I keep saying Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. Um, Alabama is favorites according to DraftKings to win it all plus 120, um, followed by Georgia, then Michigan, and then Cincinnati, who are coming at uh, plus 1400. So uh, I'm, I don't know how smart of a bet it would be, but if I was a betting man, I might put my money on Cincinnati just to what's, uh, what's Michigan plus uh... plus 750. And then Georgia's plus one thirty-five. I don't know. For the money, I would I would go Michigan. That's uh you think? I don't know. I mean, it's obviously not safe money, but um yeah, if you want to waste your money on Cincinnati, go ahead. <laughs> I won't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> um and so go blue. Um, I'll if if Michigan wins, then Notre Dame can win. Then we'll have a fun uh, – that'll be a fun New Year's. Yes. Um, then I have to worry about the national championship. Yeah. I'm actually not really going to be watching a ton of the Notre Dame game on um, New Year's Day uh, because – let's – I'm going to look it up right now. I apologize. Um, at 2 p.m. from Harold Newman Arena in uh, beautiful Jamestown, North Dakota, where I'm at um, – University of Jamestown women's basketball are hosting uh, Morningside and at four uh, their men's basketball is hosting Morningside as well so oh, very nice I'm going to be at work hopefully the weather is not too bad for driving conditions and such um, yeah absolutely thanks for having me back on and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully our predictions are uh, are going to be right because I know just off the top of my head right now for for the NFL, I know I was struggling a little bit on, on guessing those right teams, but we'll see. 
Oh, well. Um, and so thank you very much for joining us. This has been Max O'Neill alongside Cam Quoty. And enjoy watching college football coming up over the next few weeks. The bowl games are fun to watch, certainly. I know the midweek bowl games, um, you know, at random times of the day are certainly very fun to watch. Um, and, you know, it's always fun um, to watch those midweek random bowl games when you were on Christmas break, you know, in college or high school. Um, you didn't have to, you know, go to sleep at any time because it was break. Um, but so, yeah, thanks for joining me, Cam. I appreciate it. We'll do this again um, when they get closer. We'll make more definitive predictions, maybe. Absolutely. Let's do it. Um, and so thank you for tuning in. And this has been Max O'Neill alongside Cam Fody. Thank you.